Welcome back to the youth. My name is Tosh Francois, and before this episode begins, I just have a quick couple of things. One being, um, for some reason, uh, during this episode and actually the next episode, the audio wasn't um, input correctly, and the audio is through my laptop and not the mic, so I do apologize for that. I promise the content's the same, but other than that, please go check out this episode on YouTube. I promise the visuals added with audio is way better than just the audio. So go check that out and enjoy. 200. Um, 200? 200 for lunch? Welcome back to the youth. My name is Taj Francois. And today I'm here with a really good friend of mine. We went to high school together, just graduated from Florida State. Devon Polk, welcome to the youth. What's up, boy? What's up? Chilling, chilling. It's nice to be on here. Yeah, dude. All right, bro, I haven't talked to you in... How long has it been? It's been, like, it's probably been a while. high school. Well, yeah. I remember, like, I had that little, like photography fiend and we took pictures oh yeah that was, that was dope yeah that was fire dude yeah, I still got that. yeah we should do that again sometime yeah um yeah i think it was high school or a little bit after yeah because we we met we met on it was lacrosse you yeah we played we, we played we played chill together right yeah we played for chill and then that was like that was the summer you came here from cali right yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I think it was yeah, 2015. I moved from California to Tampa, and then I reached out to like the Wharton lacrosse team, like Twitter, Coach McCall. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I was trying to get, trying to see like when the practices were, and then you guys were saying there's a club team that I ended up doing. And then there's the only other black kid on the team. You're like, hey, exactly, dude. I was just looking at the uh, picture when they're all dabbing. The thing yeah, was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so people who don't know, there was a picture that, so like for um, every year we would always take like a, a big picture with the boys and girls across teams. And there, this was like when dabbing first started and me and me and Devon are the only two black people within the whole <laughs> program. And everybody else is going like this. And we're all just like, what the fuck? <laughs> we were just looking at each other in the picture. It was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. Do you miss lacrosse? No. I mean, I miss it just because, I mean, it was a lot of fun just playing around. But I didn't really, really want to, like, pay to play in college. Yeah. I, I mean, if I would have gotten, like, offers to play somewhere, I would have been down for it. But, I mean, nothing really, like – worth you going. were raw though like you could yeah i mean i heard i got like heard from like Hiram or Hiram, however you say it but like i don't really want to move to ohio just yeah to across, so. <laughs> it's too like, far. Might be good too, yeah, yeah that's crazy though like you look grown now like, dude, like i just been... bro, i just had a podcast with mikey did you listen to that mikey? oh yeah i saw that actually yeah yeah dude that was whack because he's like he's about to move out to texas now and oh. like move with his girlfriend out there like that's crazy as fuck like pardon my french but like what are you you just graduated fsu yeah yeah i graduated like i graduated from the end of summer so i had to finish it up so i wasn't like the may graduation but it was like the end of august or the beginning of august or end of july yeah and ever since then i've just been home in tampa it's been cool and what'd you graduate with what was your major uh so i was in biology and ended up having to switch it but I'm in bio right now. Oh man, I had a very hard time with organic chemistry. Did, did you get to through OCHEM one or did you just? Yeah, so I, I literally got to, I got everything done and I was like literally ready to graduate, and I had organic chemistry and calculus, <laughs> and I took I took orgo like two and a half times because on the halfway I was like, all right, it's just time to cut my losses, <laughs> and I was like, I guess it's time to switch majors, so. I ended up switching to environment and society because I had really had everything done for it except for foregoing uh, so calc. What are you What are you looking at doing now then with that? Uh, I mean, I've been really looking into just like recruiting and other kind of like just talking to people. I feel like I'm done well just communicating with people, but or like environmental jobs really too. I got you. But I mean, nobody really. I haven't really seen very many environmental jobs. Yeah. It's all like surveying land 
it's uh so is it job search isn't going too well then or not too well but i mean i also like i kind of i honestly it's kind of my fault too just because i kind of look at some jobs and like i i don't want to go to school for four years and take a job that i could have done in high school you know? yeah yeah like, i would have just wasted four years of my life if i did that that bro that's that sucks though like you just graduated and like it's hard looking for jobs bro I, sometimes yeah, Worst time in our lives ever to graduate college. I'm like, literally, hey. dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my whole life never been like this, dude. I, I, do you, do you think like ever about like your life would have been like if you didn't go to college and like pursue like average? I don't think it's average at all. Yeah, but. I, I have. I mean, my, my grandpa in Nebraska was like a construction company, and I've been like, I could have done that, but then again, like, you don't really, you don't really go too far but after that really yeah. you're just doing like construction for a while because i think if you like don't go to college you go to like some hourly job like you're not getting salary pay and then like the furthest you can get is like whatever highest level of hourly job you know like mcdonald's worker or whatever yeah i see that but i also feel like i got a degree and it kind of just is just a piece of paper you know yeah like, dude. that's the other thing it's like the bro there's I mean, especially now, like, bro, you could make an e-commerce website in five minutes and make rack yeah. off it, which I don't know why I haven't done it, but hopefully this comes into something, dude. That would be crazy. I think we're kind of going full circle with the whole, like, needing a degree, but... You said what? I thought we're going, like, full circle, because I know, like, back in a long time ago, you really didn't need a degree to be successful. Right. And we're kind of circling back to that, whereas you couldn't get a job ever if you didn't have a degree, like, exactly. five years ago. Yeah. And I think, like, the other thing with, like, people don't think about, like, when they, you graduate college, like, even though it is, like, just paper, like, and it's definitely, like, like left brain, right brain, you got to think about it, but... um like we're so above average, bro. You just graduated from a university in the United States of America. Like there's someone else in some other third world country that is your age that doesn't know what two plus two equals. Like, yeah. like thinking about it on that is like crazy. Cause yeah. like, even though you are average and you just have a piece of paper, bro, you are a very intelligent human being. Yeah. It is crazy. Especially when you look at like the grand scheme and everything. Yeah. Well, my little sister is. Oh, you're good, dude. You're good. Oh. You're good. But but yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Like I don't know. I just like oh like hearing you talk about organic chemistry, bro. Like, what is organic chemistry? It, I honestly couldn't couldn't even really explain. I know it's all centered around like carbon. That's I can I can yeah. tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the uh, it's the synthesis of like compounds like making ibuprofen advil and stuff yeah i i was in classes and some people don't like just get it like it just clicks but yeah. for me i would sit there for hours and hours and i would think i understood it not see a different problem than the one i studied and have no clue what to do yeah yeah do you do you think that um like everything you learned in like college was like i mean is it, you think it was worth it do you think it was worth oh it? hell no i mean there's so many things <laughs> that I'll, I'll know it for a month and then yeah, and it's gone. Yeah, but outside of like something else, outside of like the learning though, how was your like college experience? Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I did two years HCC before I Drew. went up to tally, but those two years, all I did was pretty much just work and go to school. Yeah, it was just grinding. So I guess like the last two years, I kind of just enjoyed being in college. And I was yeah. up in tally. How do, do you you enjoy the like being in FSU? Were you staying on campus and stuff or no? Yeah. Uh, no, I have an apartment off campus. I honestly didn't really go out too much just because I not really my my vibe. So it was cool just being able to like kind of hang out, live, you know. Yeah, dude. I think, bro. I think college is like it was. It was a crazy transition for me because, like, I mean, the independence. Like, I mean, my parents are probably right, bro. Your parent, your dad is like he works for the Bucks, right? Uh, yeah, he used to. Not anymore, used to. Doesn't anymore. But, like, I know my parents, like, I come from a family that's very, you know, like, got to be on your stuff, got to yeah. get this done, right? And then, like, 
um, like at the college and it's like, I have all this freedom now. I can do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like that freedom that it's awesome, but it's also like, okay, am I going to get stuff done? Am I going to be successful? And then like, I don't know, but you were like, you, you were, you've been more independent than I have been. Dude. I mean, you transitioned from California. Is that? Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty independent, uh, ever since kind of high school, I guess. Always. Cause I left senior year of my, I didn't go to my, my, Three years that I went in California, I was just like, "All right, well, time to go." Oh, so, true. You were you were only there for senior year, right? Yeah, I only went to Warren for my senior year of high school. Yeah, dude, how was that transition? Uh, it was pretty crazy, actually. I was living with my mom, and she. It was either I could move to Nebraska with her or go to Florida with my dad. And I was like, "I love you, mom. I I really love you, but." <laughs> I don't really want to spend my senior year of high school in Nebraska. Nebraska. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to take Tampa. And that's how I, that whole journey started after that. Dude, so did you like a senior year? Oh, my. Dude, I, so in California, my school was completely different than Wharton. I felt like Wharton was like half an inch from a penitentiary. That place, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so shocked. I'd never seen that many fights in my life. Yeah, dude, it was, it was hype. Yeah. I was actually, I remember I was walking to my class, and that's when the kid got stabbed over the, the dollar. No, it was what? I, in, the, in, in the intersection that I walked by, the kid was stabbed, and I was just like, What? I didn't even over, know. Over a, st- a single dollar bill. Where I, was like, I, will, I will give you five dollars to not stab him, <laughs> bro. What do you like, get stabbed with? It was like a, a dude brought like a kitchen knife or something to school. Holy shit! And they found it in like the the bathroom of uh, the bathroom. Like they found it right in the bathroom next to the hallway. Were you? Was that the year we had this like sixty-seven arrests in like a week? Was that was that yeah. that year? Yeah. yeah, I remember Wharton had a fight day. I think it was like either the year before you were there or my sophomore year. I don't know what year it was, but it was like, um, like in one day, dude, we had like eight, eight different fights or nine different fights, bro. It was literally like one in the cafeteria and then one outside in the, in the like courtyard area, dude. It was whack, dude. I, I did not understand it. But, I think Warren I mean, g- gave us like a really good, like, perspective of what the real world looks like though yeah it is survival of fittest born i feel like yeah dude absolutely it's either you make it don't wait so like what was like your old high school like uh it was in i was like maybe 30 minutes from tijuana like i was right and like southern california okay and and i was like it was pretty preppy but i mean it's kind of like a melting pot but everybody kind of just did their own thing did their own thing yeah yeah. I was not used to um, the Florida weather because the first night, the first night I moved here, it was so hot in my room. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna open the window and cool off." Because growing up, I could do that all the time. I open the window and it's even hotter outside. Than it is. <laughs> I was like, "That's when I knew I was like, this place is terrible." Yeah, but, whack, uh, bro. My transition to Florida was not good at all because I moved from Michigan, Michigan down to. Um, Tampa and like I moved from like a private Christian school to like the middle school that feeds into Wharton so like you know how that like that shift uh that change of in life bro because I went from like social kid played lacrosse played soccer played basketball and then I get to to Tampa and go to a public school and it's like there's fights going on all the time. I'd never seen a fight in my entire life, dude. Like growing up until that point, like I mean, obviously, like out in public, I probably did, but like yeah. there was never like well, weed. What is weed, bro? I didn't know what weed was. Didn't like know even anything about sex besides what I learned in the fifth grade. Like, and I hear yeah. about these stories about people in my grade having sex and stuff. Like, all that was like such a culture shock. And then I got fat. Like it was just a whole dude. It was bad. Yeah, Tampa slimmed me down a lot because when I first moved here, I immediately just started working with the Bucks and I was doing like the, yeah. the special teams with my dad. And every morning at like 5 a.m., I wake up and go to, like, to their like facility and work out. And they had like these nutrition shakes that they made, and it was the grossest thing I've ever drank in my whole life. It, was, it was felt like I was drinking someone else's vomit. It was, oh. but I mean, I did it every day, 5 a.m., and I lost like 
twenty pounds or so. I mean, yeah, dude, you were you were like you look bros here. You look good. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while though. <laughs> I uh, yeah, but I played played lacrosse in all three or no, I played volleyball my freshman year of high school. No lie. Yeah, they had we had a volleyball team, and then after that, but the only reason I played volleyball was because my mom didn't want to buy me the lacrosse equipment. Damn. So yeah, so I was like, I, I already got basketball shoes, so. Okay. <laughs> and then and then I played volleyball for a year, and I was like, I don't like saying I play volleyball. I mean, I know it's kind of like, not. Yeah. I don't know how to say it right, but I don't know. Yeah. I get clown for it, but. Bro, how do you? This is sorry to cut you off, but how do you feel about um, like being light skinned and playing sports that are more geared towards? Caucasians, or at least that's how society sees it. It is very awkward. It is. It puts you in such an odd place, really. Mm-hmm. Just because I know, even in in my high school in California, there was like a lot of kind of minorities, but it was still predominantly white. And I was still among like one of three black people on the whole like roster. Yeah. But I mean, then it was. Uh, I don't know. It feels weird, but it's not like. I don't really feel like it's always like the people that's making it weird. It's kind of just the feeling of it's. It's like more of an internal thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, bro, I, for me, like my whole life, because like I've moved around a lot. Like I've lived in private school in Michigan. Like I have lived in Cleveland, Ohio. And when I moved to Cleveland, Ohio, I lived there for a year and I went to like downtown Cleveland Boys and Girls Club. Like, like that's a whole different. But, yeah. Like private school, Caucasians, a lot of white people at this private school to nothing but, you know, culture. And yeah, I feel like being biracial period is kind of in my, my like just kind of interesting. It's kind of just different, kind of a hard position to kind of explain to. It's it's really hard to you can't really identify with one or the other. It just does exactly. it feel right. Because like, you know. I feel like I have a lot of a lot of friends that like um, I have like my white friends and I have my black friends and like being like being a part of one race you don't have that so it's like exactly it's not like you switch like I mean almost it is like switching personalities it almost feels like yeah I definitely see that I mean in, in California I like my friend group was I don't think any of us were the same race yeah but oh. so. Yeah, so I think we, we all we all kind of just we're just friends, we're all just boys. Right. But I think overall, in like America, it is kind of it's kind of difficult because especially for me being white and black, it's kind of like the oppressor and the oppressed exactly. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really like difficult standpoint. Yeah, dude. I uh, like. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Sorry, I'm gonna go ahead. No, I was gonna just say like, bro, because I, I there's been plenty of times when like. Maybe they were my friends, but I've heard like black people say, "Oh, that kid's too white," and it's like, exactly, why, yeah. why am I too white? Is it because I talk proper? Is it because I'm educated? Is it because like I dress a certain way? And then, okay. yeah, uh, on the other side of things, like, bro, I go to Clemson, Clemson University in South Carolina, which is in the middle of nowhere on the Bible Belt, where it's nothing but Confederate flags at, outside of ten minutes of the campus. So it's like, okay. Now everyone sees me as, um, oh, it's this this black. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything like derogatory or negative, but like I'm looked at differently now. I'm like it's because before it was like okay that kid's too white, and now here it's like okay exactly yeah it 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 plays both ways really. It's kind of hard. It's, that's why it's so difficult to feel comfortable with just one race too, because you'll hang out, especially with my, with my hang out with my dad's family. Right. Hang out with my cousins. I'm the white one. Exactly. Like on the mom's side, I'm the black one. Yeah. So. And it's like you always feel out of place almost, but you know you're not because they're your homies. But it's still like, I don't know. It's always been like a battle I've had. But like, it also, like, we're saying it like it, as if it's like kind of sucks. It's dope. No, oh, it's <laughs> awesome. It is, it is awesome. And you get the best <laughs> of both worlds, honestly. Yeah, dude. Because I, I personally ruined, like, I ruined, like, years of bloodline i'm the first biracial person and i'm the first white person on my dad's side of family and the first black person on my mom's side what i i hold that high up i'm 
That's cool. I messed some stuff up for everybody, but hey. Hey, I mean, technically speaking, I am the same, dude. Because my mom is an immigrant from Haiti, and so her whole family is Haitian. And then my dad, biological father, his whole family is white, too. So let's go. Hey, yeah. Hey, you got to rep that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I'm going to have light-skinned kids, too. Best believe. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, there's obviously there's times where it's it's kind of awkward, but I feel like in general, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a good experience just because you kind of do have that, like – way to kind of see many cultures and right and i think us being in the middle like not even just like friends and stuff it like always like i'm like the keystone in like um like politics for example like people always want to hear what i have to say because i come from both sides so it's like yeah you know and i like people know what like white people are only going to vote and people know what black people are only going to vote but it's like okay what's taj going to vote Right. Or like, what's Taj's opinion on this? Yeah. Do you, you understand what I was saying with that? Yeah, you really, because both sides really just get like your own thoughts and information from each side. And you kind of have, I don't know how to explain it. You really, really just collect and understand each side. Exactly. And yeah. I, I feel like I have a more adjusted view because of that. Because exactly. I, I think I feel like being biracial, you, you really have to be the most kind of like open-minded as well. Like, right, right. You, have, you really hear everything. Yeah, and, pe- and that's the other thing is people because people don't filter because they it's like okay, this kid's mixed. Like white people don't have any filter around me, but neither do black people. Exactly. Whereas yeah. a black person is definitely gonna have a filter when he's around a white person, and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of get that unfiltered information that you really just you just hear everybody's thoughts and feelings and understanding exactly. them from both sides. So how how do you feel about everything going on in the news and stuff? I I think that the rioting and stuff is bad, but I honestly see like this is like when was it like there's gonna have to be something like this? You know, America was built on like this kind of stuff. For yeah, for if you're gonna if you're gonna get changed, you kind of it's terrible. But all the change that's happened in America was because something happened. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, something snapped and then like, all right, we got to change. Like, I don't think like violence and stuff, like, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I think it brings results. And I don't right. like saying it, but it's true. Yeah. Like, we're, there's something is going to fruit out of everything that's happened in 2020. Yeah. At least hopefully. Exactly. And then hopefully something happens after this election. That actually goes well. I don't really want to get into Joe Biden versus Trump, but um, I mean, I think the craziest thing from all this is the like how we see once all the violence and stuff starts, how quickly things will change. Kind of like with all like Colin Kaepernick. I when I when Colin Kaepernick first did that, I was like, yeah, like, I think he has, he has every right to do that. But, right. And I mean, I understand that it might piss some people off by taking a knee and oh. tweet their own. Everyone has their own feelings. Yeah. But I mean, he was wrong. Everyone was shit, like, um, pardon me, everyone was talking no. crap about him. And now it's like, oh, yeah, Kaepernick, we stand with you. You know, it's like, yeah, these pro- they've been problems. But now that the problems are starting, like, exactly. fire, like, now it's like, oh, damn, this is a problem. Bro. And the other thing with that is that people, like, always like to hop on trains, bro. And, like, they're like, oh, like social trains, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Kaepernick did this way back when. Oh, he was right. Now it's all like hopping on the movement. And yeah, exactly. Same thing with like social media and all that. That shit pisses me off so much, bro. With, I mean, you, you understand. Go ahead, say your spiel, bro, on that shit. No, you, you got it. You got it. Nah, dude. <laughs> okay. Just social media, bro. Okay. I, I think social media is probably the worst thing that's happened to our generation. I feel like it keeps us it keeps us entertained, but it really doesn't bring us anything but negativity. Yes. Okay. It, to an extent, if I am taking a poop and I am on my phone, I'm going on social media and it's enjoyable. I might scroll through Twitter or whatever, but that needs to be it. I'm, if I'm at dinner and I'm at dinner with all my homies, there should not be anyone on their phone scrolling through their Instagram feed because what are you going to get from that that like is going to be better than us gathering? Okay. Exactly. So there's that. I, that. It really just takes people out of the entire situation and kind of just makes them right. just like 
zombies almost. So I feel like, right. like whenever I see like a whole entire Snapchat story of a concert, I'm like, did you watch it or were you just filming the whole thing? Recording the whole thing. Yeah. And like it, it, it's like the break from reality that you get from social media and being on your phone. Cause it's like, even like what I just said with the people having, with having dinner, like if someone is uncomfortable, like they'll go to their phone and they'll sit back and they'll just leave the conversation. And then that's it. They're not going to address the problem. Like they probably would have 20 years ago. They probably would have said it right to their face or problem instead of, of leaving the conversation and then texting the group about it later. Like, nah, like be real to my face, be genuine. Like that's, and even with like social media, Instagram stories, all that, like, People aren't news reporters, bro. You're not a journalist. Like, I don't want to hear all your opinions because you put some other informational Instagram post on your story that doesn't make you involved or politically yeah. correct in any way. And I, I really feel like with, I think Instagram is by far the worst social media of them all Absolutely. just because how edited and everything just makes people, like, I, I personally, like, people really care about the number of followers they get, the likes they get, and they let that, like, number, like, demonstrate their own like value of themselves right and i just think that's just crazy and we also see like the way you're saying with the trends like mm-hmm. people will just hop on a trend to because if they didn't they might get looks you know what i mean if you truly believe right. something yeah if you truly believe something then you you, you can vo- vocalize it but if you're just going to say it because someone else said it and you don't want to be like oh well i didn't say it like it's just exactly it's just a whole like and i illness. think that's exactly what happened with the black lives matter movement I think it did too, because I mean, I think people were more afraid to not say that they're part, like they, they favor it, than they actually will support it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think like that whole period of time, I think it was like March to May, because it was like Ahmed Arbery happened, and then George Floyd happened, and then all the riots started happening. And I'm I'm so glad like not not just the riots like the riots the the what's it called the um, protesting like all that stuff was dope to see and it was dope to see because people were getting involved but now taking a step back and looking at it where was everyone that was going to these protests were they doing it out of passion for the movement or were they doing it because it was socially correct you know like it, yeah they, they I, I see trends. what you're saying and I think a lot of times too, like they feel like it's socially correct, but I feel like some people like will just go to the riots just because they feel like taking their anger out and messing stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, like you have, you have no connection to the movement. You don't care anything. You just came to light stuff on fire. Exactly. Bro. And that's what like takes away from movement is like people were, people were literally making, I don't want to say making money, but they were, they were, gaining from the protest like people were going out there like instagram models were going out there and dressing up and putting on the craziest outfits and they're out there with posing with like i think i saw one with a hammer joe rogan talked about this and it was like where, where are you actually getting out of it are you getting more followers and money or are you getting like your message out to the world and i think that was there was like a point in time where i was just like okay i'm gonna go out here and hop on the trend and it's just, I don't see yeah. that. That's where just the messages really just get blurred and kind of washed up is when people are really doing it just so they don't get seen not doing it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So yeah, that was, that was whack. And then on top of that, all this COVID stuff was happening, dude. And yeah, bro, how do you feel about COVID? I like, like, I definitely been exposed wait, wait. Uh, no, I haven't been exposed. I don't think so. Okay. I've been pretty like careful about everything. Uh, I went up to Tallahassee to visit my friends not too long ago, but I did do like the quarantine after I got back. But I feel like a lot of people don't take like our especially our age just don't take it seriously enough. Like I feel like just because it might not hurt you, like right. it might hurt somebody else. Like you're putting someone else's life at risk. Right. On top of that, like people are like, oh yeah, I got COVID. Haha. It's like. Yeah, but what happened about, like, the eight-year-old woman that you passed by in the grocery exactly. store? And now, yeah. Exactly. And I can give you a, um, what's it called? Um, an example of it. Dude, I had COVID. I just came okay. out of COVID. Yeah, I had COVID for a week and a half about. And 
when it was in my body, I murdered the virus. Like this virus, the worst thing it did, boy, the worst thing it did, <laughs> the worst thing it did to me was it took my sense of smell away for a day. And then I was congested for one day. And then another day I had a headache. And that was it. And I got this because um, I had a friend whose roommate was exposed to it playing golf. And he came over the day after they hung out or whatever. And then he came over and then he found out the next day that he had it positive. So I was like, damn it. Like I gotta go get tested. And then I found out I was positive, but like, I, I didn't think it was anything. I'm honestly, it's going to sound bad, but I'm honestly kind of happy that I got it because now that I have the antibodies, I'm like invincible to this virus for like the next, however long until the next strand comes through. But like, I didn't think it was that bad, but you are a hundred percent correct with what, with what you said about like people our age being ignorant about it, bro, because I, I'm quarantining and I got invited to Corona parties. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> there has Corona and I got invited to movie nights where it's just Corona. And I'm like, dude, that is not how you get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. People are being extremely ignorant. Cause these are like bro, people that are throwing these parties are in neighborhoods that have other people that aren't just college students. So it's like, and then on top of that, like, are these people quarantining when they're going to the store? Like, are they doing all this, like, you know, like, are, are they actually taking proper precautions to not spread the virus? Because that's what you, they should be doing, but you're not. Yeah. yeah, I think the main problem with a lot of, like, a lot of people is just the empathy, like, the lack of empathy that we see. It's just, like, it's so difficult for some people to put themselves in other people's shoes. Yeah, dude, it's just, like, what you just said with the grandma thing, dude, like, my grandma, like, touched the cereal box that some dumbass college student. Yeah, I'll be pissed. Cereal like, box. And then she contracts a virus and then she's in the hospital and who know God knows what else would happen. Yeah, right. Just cause, that, cause so. one kid wanted to go to like get his book Captain Crunch. Yeah. Like no, like, no. Like don't don't do that. Like that's that's ridiculous. And the other thing I think uh, one eye opener to me was um, how important fitness and being on top of your health is with yeah like in general because like i'm like i i'm not gonna like flex to the youth or anything about like how much i work out and all this stuff like but i train like four times a week i'm drinking water i'm putting good meals like i probably drink like half a gallon to a full gallon a day and like that, that's like how i live life like I, I it's not out of like i don't know anyways um like because of my lifestyle, I think that's why I've like murdered the virus. Like I said, because like, I know people that don't do the same stuff as me and like, don't work out and don't do all this stuff. And they really got it bad. So I think, and my mom and my grandma, like realized that they need to start like getting on their fitness more because like, if you do contract a virus, if your immune health and your health in general is good, then you're going to be able to deal with it fine. You're going to murder the thing, like I said. But, like, if you don't, then... It's more susceptible. Yeah, yeah dude. And all, hearing about these stories about, you know, person XYZ has died at 35. Okay, well, what, what, what happened yeah. over the course, the course of his life? I think, yeah, another thing with Corona, on the other hand, is that, like, a lot, I feel like a lot of times it's like, oh, this person died of Corona, but they also had, like, leukemia or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's terrible to say, but I'm like, it's like, there's there's also, like, underlying conditions that kind of, they don't really always explain, kind of just kind of incite fear on a lot of people. Right, right. But at the same time, there's people that will see that and be like, well, I don't care. And, exactly. And like, and completely ignore it. People our age. Yeah. So, so I'll be fine. Yeah, dude. You'll you'll murder, bro. You'll hammer the thing. Show them. Yeah. No, I'm saying like people are just like, oh, well, I'll be fine. I don't really care. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, I got you, dude. But yeah, you gotta show them the hammer. Show you the hammer, dude. Bad ass. <laughs> 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 you, have you got any more? Uh, I haven't actually. I really. Dude, I just haven't haven't paid for him. You need to, bro. Come on, dude. I I wanted to. I wanted to get my whole right arm done. Okay. What else are you thinking about getting? Um, I wanted to get 
so I'm not really religious. I mean, you mentioned going to private school. I actually grew up in private school too, but mm-hmm. I um I want to get Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, which is uh be that it's iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another kind of thing. Yep. And I always like growing up, my dad is always like, "Be the hammer, not the nail." Like, really? Don't be the, That's why yeah, you put it. Yeah, I, I mean that's one of them, and also my grandparents were both construction workers. True. So I was like, shout out the boys. A lot of everything, yeah, yeah. So I always just see it as like, be the lion, not the lamb. You know? Yeah, dude, it's a good symbol. Um, yeah. So what so you said? So iron. What what is Proverbs? Would you say Sorry. it was uh, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens. Iron. I can look it up again, but that's like the gist of it. I got you. just like saying like. I also like. I also think of it as a way like you don't really want to surround yourself with stuff that's gonna bring you lower. You know, like right. iron, iron sharpens iron. Like you're not gonna exactly. surround yourself with good people. Yeah, exactly. Do Do you think you always had a good system around you? I mean, I definitely like have had times where I'm like not doing the best I should be doing. But I mean, at the same yeah. time, you gotta you gotta live your life. Mm-hmm. But, lessons. Yeah, you know, best way, best way to learn, hands-on. Yeah, dude. But, yeah, I've always seen that quote, and I've always really liked it. But I feel like a lot of things in the Bible overall, I feel like, are good things, like, good perspectives. Yeah, for sure. Did, did you go to private school all the, like, through elementary? and? So, I went, yeah, I went to um, private Christian school up until the third grade. And then after third grade, I moved to Cleveland. And I lived there for a year where I went to a private Catholic school. And then from there, I moved back to Michigan for two years. So up until the sixth grade, yeah, fifth and sixth grade, I went back to the same private Christian school I was at. And then in seventh grade, that's when I moved to Tampa. And honestly, probably the best thing that's happened to me. And during the time, dude, like when I first moved to to Tampa, I was – if a 12 year old kid could be depressed hundred percent because it was just yeah. like, Oh, I left, left my life in Michigan and blah, blah, blah. And like no friends. And it was definitely, it was a sad situation for sure. But like looking back dude, there's no other coming of age experience I've had that was nearly as good as my move to Tampa because where I'm at now in terms of like cultural awareness just how to talk to people, street smarts. I would not be if I stayed at this private Christian school I was telling you about. But yeah. I, uh, my bad, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say, I'm assuming that didn't happen to you when you moved to Cali because you're pretty much locked in on your values by then. Oh, dude. I, uh, yeah, I, I guess I pretty much was, but I went to, I was in private school all up, all the way up to like sixth grade. And after that, I was in public. But I, I really did not like private school at all. You didn't? I, I was in trouble, like, every single day. I was constantly in the office, I remember. Yeah. Terrible experience. And, like, the conformity to it and, like, how you have to do, yeah. like, free thinking. Hey, you, couldn't, you couldn't talk. Like, that's why I was in the office so much. I would ask a question. They're like, oh, don't like that question. Go to the office. It's like, free for real? Oh, cool. Dude, because I, I was kind of a dickhead about it. But like we'd be we'd be doing prayers and stuff, and I'd be like, "Well, how do we know that God was real? Like, how do we know this kind of stuff?" Uh, and she'd just be like, "Get out of my class!" And I'd be like, "Are you for real?" Like, okay, yeah, I was in trouble a lot for like questioning like religion in my private school. Wow, <laughs> those questions need to be asked, though. That's yeah, exactly. Like as a child, I want to understand. Like we all of us believe in this thing, but I want to know how we know. Like exactly. Remember, they told us a story about how. They like the the women like walked for miles. I'm like, well, how did they know that that was even the, where they were going? Yeah. And then the teacher would get mad at me and be like, get out. I'm like, what? Yeah, and so I ended up switching because I I was getting in trouble all the time, asking too many questions. I was like, yeah. you would think like they would want that. You would, you would think that that gives them an opportunity to teach a kid how to end the rest of yeah. the bro. Because bro, people like me and you, like don't okay i'm not gonna say they don't care about everyone else's like feelings and stuff but like if we want to know some shit we're gonna ask and like exactly a lot of a lot of kids aren't my age like i mean people our age like i feel like just don't ask because 
they're either too nervous about it or they're uncomfortable or they think it's wrong. Like, no, nah. yeah. if you have a question, ask that shit. Yeah. If I, if I want to know the information, I will ask you about it. I will come, yeah. I'll come to you. If I don't, if I don't want the information or don't need it, I won't ask. But if I'm genuinely curious, I'll ask. Yeah, dude, it's important and to that, ask questions. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm done with private school. This isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, there. I haven't thought about it in that way. Like, I just have the freedom to private school. I mean, public school. Because yeah, people don't care. Because we were, we were always doing the same thing. I question it, and we're in trouble. So I, after getting to private school, I was like, "Wow, this is like we really are kind of on our on our." Own. Especially since it was like elementary and middle, so already it's a lot different. But yeah. So were you are are you religious now or no? I I'm, I'm not. Both my parents are Christian. I I think learning about religions and everything is like awesome. I took a couple of religion classes at Florida State. Mm-hmm. But I personally don't. I I don't believe in really anything. I hope I'm incorrect, but I also feel like when I'm looking at religion, and I don't mean to like uh, insult anybody, but no, like you're good. I feel like a lot of times religion, like things surrounding religion, also bring the most hate and judge from people. True. I feel like if I'm, I should be a good person because I feel like it's what it's right to do. I shouldn't be a good person just so I can get into like. An eternal paradise you know right right and if you're being if you're being good just to get to, into the paradise what like that makes me question your actual values of other people you know yeah exactly i think um i think religion especially from like christian perspective um is like there's people that are like super pragmatic about it and it's like you got to do this, 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 this. You got to go all these through all these steps and do all these things right, so that when you get to when you get to that point that you're going to this holy place, that you know you check all these boxes off to get there. And then there's the other side of it where it's like I'm just gonna I'm I'm here because I want God's love, and that's it. And that's like yeah. where I'm at, at and like like. I'm not going to get into like why I believe in God and stuff and why I'm Christian and all that stuff. But like, I definitely think there's like, there's a, it's, it's like a whole, there's a whole like hierarchy. It almost feels like to religion and Christianity a lot of the time, because like, like I said, there's like, there's Sunday Christians. So people that only claim Christianity on Sundays, like, Oh, you're going to church today. Okay, cool. And then the Monday they turn around and do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and like I hate Christians that are like, you know, you can't have a drink before you're 21. Obviously, okay, okay, yes, <laughs> you're not supposed to. <laughs> like, um, like uh, obviously purity and all that stuff. Like that's a whole other conversation. But like, I, I feel I I feel you on that sometimes. And I I mean I am Christian, but like I understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Like it, it, you don't, you don't really need a religion to be, to to have like moral values and or happiness. Exactly. Like you yeah. should be able to find that within yourself before you find any religion as well. I feel exactly. Like. I mean, that's. I think that's just in life in general. I think you need to be happy with your beliefs and who you are without any external factors. Like because you're following all these these religious rules shouldn't make you that shouldn't be the reason why you're happy and for some people i think that's the case and like same thing with like women bro like you should love yourself before you go out and start loving yeah i really think our generation a lot too finds about like self-validation in other people and constantly find different things to like substitute for their own about like self-validation like with this, like with the social media followers and likes and stuff. Right. Like you, you should know your worth, like by yourself before you let other people or a number tell you what it is. Exactly. Like I was reading a book um, called Wild at Heart, and it's it's about Christian men. Okay, but um, in the book, it, it says or it it poses the question to the reader: Do you think you can go on top of? the highest building that you know and scream your name out to the world with everybody watching and be a hundred percent confident and happy in what you're saying. Like do Devon Polk, do you love that name? Do you live up to that name? Do you think you're like, you are fulfilling the name? hundred percent. You are. 
yeah dude. i think that's an, that's an awesome thing to say like i think that's that's a great that's, bro, that's really questions a lot of people do you think bro hell no that a lot of people can't do that but yeah, i know exactly i know damn well i can <laughs> like exactly and you you need that confidence you just need like but maybe okay maybe to some extent you might need another person to help you get through that would you would you agree yeah yeah i understand that i really think that you, the assistance of others is definitely like not it's not frowned upon by any means but i think really like being like oh well if i get like all these women everyone's gonna think i'm this and i can feel like i'm this you know what i mean right. or if i get all these likes now i'm now i'm happy with how my life is do you think you ever, i think that's just yeah do you think you ever had like a phase in your life that you were actively pursuing validation I think I, I definitely was in my life, but at I think it was point? me. What? So at what point? Uh, I would say probably my like middle school. Oh, okay. So you were yeah. young. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty young. I just, I was just trying to like make people proud and be like, oh yeah, this, this is Devon instead of being like, I am Devon, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yes, dude. There's a difference between I am Devon and this is Devon. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you just fucking, you just did it. Because, bro, I don't know. I mean, you remember me from high school, bro. I was not the same. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely remember driving that old ass car. To, uh, nah. I, I remember, yeah. Give me up to I remember, <laughs> Yeah, I remember I also used to take my stepmom's car for me and you to practice yes, a lot. bro. Yes, dude. I I feel like I don't know during I, my senior year high school. I really like I tried making sure you're kind of like a younger brother to me in the way I feel like we were we were we were, yeah. we were around together yeah, a lot. Yeah, dude, always. Yeah, riding around Ethan's Jeep, bro, going to games, bro. I, I yeah, I remember that, dude. It was a good time. It was a good point. Definitely, like you, uh, Jacob. I definitely like both treat you guys like my little brothers. Yeah. Dude, you you were always there, dude. But I, I don't know if you remember me from high school, but like, I, oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, I was I was always like trying to get fucked up in some way. I always like, okay, maybe not. Okay, I said that came out bad. I wasn't always trying to get fucked up in some way, but I was always on some like, I need some something. Whether if it was women going out on the weekends or whatever, dude. And I was just never satisfied. I was I was caring I was caring more about who I wanted the image of Taj to be for other people versus who I actually want to be like, dude, like doing student government and stuff. Like all those people were so fake to each other. I don't know if you saw that, but like, like I was president of this fake club, (laughs) club, dude. Like I literally was. And like, if I could redo, redo high school all over, dude, I would rather just like hang out with just you dude. Or like have just like two or three friends like yeah. I don't want to lose I think yeah definitely in high school I think the best thing to do is just not like even now just don't let like how obviously they have like a place like significant other or like parents you should care about how they you should think about how they feel about you but to like the general public like it doesn't matter like what they think of you like you shouldn't care how other people think of you or how other people view you. Like, obviously you probably shouldn't be like known as like an asshole or like a, like a piece of shit. Like no one likes you, but this is like, be yourself. Like, I mean, if someone doesn't like you for being yourself, then someone else will, you know? Exactly, dude. And you always gave off that vibe. Dude. You always like, you always like had the energy of like Devon is Devon. He loves himself. He's doing his own thing. Like whether it was like what you wore, how you talked, bro, you were, you were like probably the funniest dude in high school I knew too. Dude, no, for so long, no one can understand what I was saying. I, everyone <laughs> acted like I was speaking a different language from California. <laughs> I was like, we're both speaking English here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did, I did wear a lot of tie dye shirts. I, yeah, dude, you always had, bro, bro, you put me on, you put me on these. Wait, hold up. I bet I, I'm calling it right now for the podcast. These are about to be skate lows or skate highs. Skate. Skate high. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, dude. <laughs> yes, bro. With with some high band socks or Nikes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, we had that in California a lot, too. Yeah. I, I put some people on the... I, I still rock my skate lows. Yeah, man. dude. Bro, I, I have... I go wrong. I have so many bands now, dude. Like... <laughs> 
bro. So many. Like, like hey, dude, dude, they're nice, bro. They're comfy. They're nice. They're cheap, dude. There's nothing. There's nothing better than these, dude. Exactly. Yeah, dude. Heck no. But uh, I mean. I, I, I go to Wharton, everyone has Jordans on, everyone's kind of worried about what they're wearing. I'm like, dude, I bought these clothes online, I like them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's cheap, bro, that's the other thing. I'm not going to go spend $300 on some sneakers, dude. Like, Oh, yeah, dude. What do I, I remember actually after working for for the Bucks, I actually bought my first pair like of Jordans. Really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, this was the dumbest purchase I've ever made. <laughs> but, but hey, I like them. And even, even that, actually, let me grab them. Yeah. They weren't the normal Jordans everyone was wearing either. I gotta see if I have these things. Dude, I forgot how tall you were, dude. You were a freaking giant. Oh, that. yes, dude. I'm pretty sure you pulled those out a couple times, dude. Yeah. I do remember that, I think. Uh, even then, I was like, I want to buy Jordans, but I want to buy all the ones everybody already has, too. I can remember the distinct look that, the, like, one day I was like, all right, I need to be on Devon's trip was the day you had you had a, a black long-sleeve Jaws shirt. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I love that shirt, man. You had some have- khaki shorts, and then you had, you had the skate highs black, and you had some white band socks, and I was like, all right, dude. He put me on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my my sister actually still ended up stealing that shirt from me. Wow. Wow, dude. That's why I, I got that online. I was like, that looks awesome. <laughs> like I like that shark. It was a fire shirt, dude. Yeah, dude. You put me on. I, I, know, I wore that for Lindsay's signing day, I think, actually. True. Is that the like Cali drip? I mean, I at that point, yeah, it was. Probably I was, mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always kind of wore long sleeves around. I still yeah. do like wearing long sleeves, but yeah. I just like Comfy. wearing my long sleeves and my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always. It's just so hot here. It's the worst part. Yeah, dude, you got to tell me about Lindsay, dude. Yeah, she's uh, she's had knee surgery. She, um, she's still playing volleyball? Was, uh, she, she finished up. She was in Providence. Oh, yeah. She's now she, cool. she's, she's right. Yeah, she's a sex thing class at USF. She's gonna get into nursing. Grad yeah. school? Yeah. I mean, I I was gonna do extra extra school after, but I was like, no, I I'm yeah. good at my amount of learning for now. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and quit while I'm ahead. Yeah, might as well, dude. And your freaking girl's about to be a nurse. That's gonna be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she finished up volleyball. You know, she's actually coaching uh, some like a, a club that just opened up near near like Westlake Chapel. True. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, um, bro. I wish I had the option to not do anything after college. I wish because I'm going. To, I'm going. To, I'm going to the army, dude. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm like, I, I, it's nice because, yeah, I see it. Uh, it's nice because, like, I have job security. That's yeah. definitely, like, in terms of life moves, is definitely a hard pill to swallow that I was going to go to the Army, like, coming out of high school. <clears throat> and then, like, starting ROTC, I was like, this is BS. But then now, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm like kind of really into the army and might become a career for me. Hey, I mean, that's that's great too. Yeah, and like, it's cool cause like I can do, like I can go to the army, I can do some dope ass job. Like I, what I wanna do, I wanted to go, I wanna branch armor. So like the army, you know how the army has a bunch of sub branches under it, right? And um, so there's a group of branches called combat arms and in that branch, there's one called armor and in armor, that's where they deal with tanks and cavalry, which is cavalry is like scouts and things like that. I mean, I don't know all the specifics yet. So someone could be listening and be like, okay, this dude's on some bullshit. But <laughs> hey, I, I'm Ryan with you hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So you follow him. Okay. So I want to do that for like <clears throat> three years. And then once I'm a first lieutenant promotable, so you start off the army as second lieutenant, first lieutenant so then when i can promote from first lieutenant to captain then i can go to i can apply for a job called psyops which is psychological operations which is under 
special forces, which would be sick. And it's like 46 weeks of training, like language proficiency. Like I would become fluent in another language. Like I would. So basically what PsyOps is, is like doing everything you can to not shoot at the enemy, but fuck with their heads enough to where they surrender essentially. So it was like, there, you can look up a video. There's this, um, this dude, it was like some, I don't know if it was a cult leader. It was a militia militia leader in Africa. And he was like going ham on Africa. And so psyops came in. So what they did was, um, they wanted to figure out how they could mess with this dude's head the most. So, um, they, found his family members, leader of this militia. They found his like, uh, his like aunt, his son and like whoever else, but people are really close to him. And so they print pictures of all these people and then they find out his location in the woods. So they fly a helicopter over it and they drop pamphlets with pictures of his family members face on it saying, please come home. And so this is all on the ground. So imagine you're just walking through the woods and you see your family members just on the ground saying, Oh, everywhere you step, everywhere you step. And then on top of that, in the same woods, psyops use like some sort of sort of tool of some sort, but basically it amplifies your voice and it's recordings of his wife. Of their voices. Oh, yeah, saying, please come home. And um, so it's like stuff like that. And it's like, I'm not not going to be out there taking bullets to the chest or anything. Like I'm not going to infantry, but it's like dope. So then I do that for another two years, three years. And so by the time I'm 28, say I'm done with the army and I want to get out by like 26, 27. So then whatever, to get up to that point, I'd have to go to ranger school. I'd have to do all this cool stuff. So I get out of the army, psychological operator, ranger tab, like, all the stuff under my belt. What kind of resume is that? Like, I'm like pretty much secure on jobs. For, so like, I don't know. It, it's kind of like whack to think about. Cause like, although the goal of the army is to either kill or you support the people that will do the killing. So it's kind of morbid to look at it like that. But like, if you look at it from like a life standpoint, this is only going to be a phase in my life, just like college or just like high school, yeah. which is cool. Okay. Thing, um, yeah. I, I don't really know much about the army. I mean, my family, like nobody, nobody even touched it. No one really yeah. got near it. It's right. like kind of like thank, thank you for yeah. doing it, you know. But yeah, not really our thing. No, dude, I got you. And, and like, bro, I wasn't ever like I'd never think I went to high school saying I'm gonna go to the army. No, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like it just, bro. Honestly, man, the Blackleys. You know the black. You remember the blacks? Dude. Oh yeah, bro. He's a face-off god, bro. Yo, Maddie Black is a face-off god. That dude was. Yeah, I, that was the one kid when I I got to Tampa. I was like, I don't gotta do anything right now. Like he's yeah. a face-off and win it. I'd be talking to the other guy's ear. Like I don't got. I'm not gonna move. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you were always the chatterbox, bro. You oh, dude, something. I was always in. I was in somebody's ear. Yeah. I remember my when I first learned to play lacrosse. My I started off defense and I went attack and I ended up playing defense at Wharton. Mm-hmm. But my first coach would always tell us if you're not if you can't smell his bubble gum, you're not close enough. So we'd always be nut to butt with this person, <laughs> and I'd always just be in their ear at all game, every game. Really? Playing, playing, playing all, I would leave my stick on their glove every time, pull their socks down. Oh, I was an goodness. asshole. Yeah. But, like, you really just got it. I would just get in people's heads. You're always the most entertaining on a team, bro. Always to watch, dude. Always. is like you and, like, Ethan Kanata was dope, too, to watch, dude. That kid was a freak. I remember actually one play, which was probably the highlight of my entire lacrosse career was uh, the ball was going towards the baseline, and I flipped my stick over and just pulled the ball back and just shot it behind me, and I passed it to Hayden without looking, and he caught it and ran. Are you and, for uh, real? I mean, just no con, no talking from me and Hayden and just flicked it back <laughs> behind me. Hayden caught it. Like, it was on the ground. I just flicked it back yeah. and was stopped it, and he caught it and, got, and went, and I was like, I've never done anything that cool in my life. Oh my and God. the highlight of my career. Yo, I need to get Hayden on the podcast, dude. Hayden's a goat. We, me and Mikey, me and Michael were talking about him too. Dude, Mikey, I, remember I played football with him, and I, I literally, I used Warren football as a way just to get in better shape for lacrosse. Yeah, but oh my god, I remember the first time I met Mikey. He was like, 
He's like, I hope you better better at lacrosse than you are football. And I was like, <laughs> it's <"This laughs> <is> a dick. <laughs> and then you locked him down. And then it comes lacrosse season, and he was like, hey, Devon. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, it was interesting talking to Mikey because I, I he, bro, he's a changed person now. Yeah. Not, I mean, from what I saw, at least, he's not at all the same, but. We definitely had those jock vibes in high school. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, though, because, I mean, I, I play lacrosse. You know what I mean? I'm just here to work out. And, exactly. And I was like, all right, I'll see you lacrosse season then. And then you and, locked him up, dude. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he was good. He was fast. Bro, you should teach lacrosse or something, dude, because you were like, I don't, I don't understand why you didn't go to college for that. I mean, I know we talked about it earlier, but, dude, you were yeah. freaking nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I guess I could have or should have, but I certainly have the drive to continue. I mean, I was reach. the way I saw it is. Oh, go ahead. No, I said it was your reach. It was your length, dude. And yeah. and your deep pull on top of that, dude. Yeah, you were like a wall. But I, and I had some good times on the cross, but my uh, the goalie that I actually played with in California ended up playing for uh, Syracuse. Really. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, another thing is, I I had never lost a district game in lacrosse until I moved to Florida. <laughs> Yo, that's good. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, I, I wasn't the one always winning, but I had never lost a district game. Like we won back to back district championships every year I played. That's wild. And the first district game I lost was in was in Florida, and I was Damn. pissed. Yeah, uh, that's why. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like even in high school, I kind of wasn't like on the field, I was kind of an asshole. You know I mean? I yelled at a lot of people when I probably shouldn't have, but like, I can't really take it back now. You know, yeah, like, yeah, no, nah. like, I, I don't really look back at lacrosse at all, dude. My senior year was buns, bro. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. Could, bro. You remember coach Wickersham? Oh yeah. J- my son, Jay Wickersham. <laughs> Jay Wickersham. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my schedule senior year, because I, I had just moved from uh, New Tampa to Ruskin. Ruskin's like 40 minutes south. I mean, you know that. I moved like 40 yeah. minutes south of New Tampa. So, like, I would I would drive to school. I'd leave my house at, like, 530, commute to school. Who commutes to school first off? What high school senior? No one does. And then – get to school, whatever. And then I would, I had two online classes. So I got out of class at one o'clock. And then, uh, after that I would go immediately to work. And then from two to six is when my shift would, I'd have my shift. So my only time to eat dinner was between one and two. So I would use whatever money I had left over from like tips from work. And then I would go, um, wait, no, I would eat lunch. Sorry. I would eat lunch between one and two, go clock in. And then we started practice at six 30. So that means I had 30 minutes to like go eat something real quick and then change, get to practice, go to practice. And then I would, um, we leave practice at like eight 39 and then I have to drive back to Ruskin, which is 40 minutes away. Yeah. And this dude, coach Wickersham, always would he like he would pull me to the side during practice and he'd be like what's your problem today like what's gotten into you like why are you so slow today or like always hit me with some bullshit like always like bro you know my life okay so stop stop coming at me like that and then even during games he would be like why are you slowing down like speed like bro like I have all this other life going on. Why are you yeah. mad about it, bro? And then yeah. McCall's a girl. Oh yeah. He is. What Definitely. were you gonna say though? Do you do you remember? It was it was uh it was during the captain's practices of like before Wharton started. There was a there was an older guy that would come and practice with us. Yeah, at Hunter's Green you talking about? Uh yeah, it was like by by uh, that middle school, Benito. Yeah, yes, hey, dude. I remember the I, last thing I really remember about like that coaching is that I locked him up and he was pissed. Like he was so mad. Wait, 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 wait. Explain what he looked like, dude. Like he was kind of a buff guy. He had like a red helmet and gloves. Red helmet and gloves. I don't remember who it was, but like he came and practiced with us and like he came and he like kinda like acted like he was all like he was a hot shot, you know. Yeah. And then 
he like who's like oh let's play like defend me oh and I, I do remember was it evan's brother i don't know who it was but like i i remember i defended him and like he was pissed, pissed like off yes <laughs> <laughs> lock it up the coach i i just remember doing that and the kid the guy was so mad but I also like I remember during practices I was kind of the asshole that I would, I would not take it easy on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And and like, you, you would think you would take it easy on you because you like joked around all the time. But then like, oh yeah, no, I would I'll go just as hard as it's at the game. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, it is it is an asshole thing to do, but I guess in my mindset then it was just like if you're if you're not going to be able to go against me, you're not going to be able to go against someone else. You know? Exactly. Exactly. See. So I mean, definitely like I remember like Colby, and then like I did not take it easy. I mean, I could have been an asshole, but, like, it. if you're going to get in the game, it's going to be like this, so. Yeah, dude, Chandler was on, you know, I was, hated that shit, too, bro. Yeah, hey, I was I was that asshole. But. Yeah, dude, but you had lockups. See, bro, without you, our team would not have been where it was. It was, like, you, Hayden, and. We had, uh, Ryan. I think it was Ryan. Yeah, and we had Peter Peter Bailey and Tucker on that team, too. That team yeah. was raw. We were, pretty, we were pretty. I was so mad that we lost to Steinbrenner in the end. Yeah, it was gay. Yeah. yeah, I took a shot off the jaw for Nate, and I. What? You didn't know that? Captain Hook, the dude. Our last game against the um against Steinbrenner mid game, I go to block a shot because I didn't think they could save it. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just scared that they couldn't save it, so I step in front of it. And it literally goes under my helmet and just knocks my jaw. Oh. And my whole mouthpiece, my mouthpiece spits out of my mouth. And I pick up the ball and pass it, put the mouthpiece back in. And, like, I get home and, like, the back of my mouth just tore apart. Like, I was eating, like, string cheese and just, like, drinking juice for, like, a week. Oh. It couldn't, couldn't. And, and we lost. And it was even worse. Because I was, like, I literally just got my jaw messed up for a loss. For an L. And that was, yeah. like, district L, too. Was- that was district championship. We lost. L, dude. Yeah, I think we beat Steinbrenner though when we played them. We did like regular season, and then we yeah. we played them again. They smacked us, and we expected a dub too. <laughs> yeah, but yo, is there anything we're about to? I think we just passed an hour. About is there anything else you want to uh, talk to the youth about? Is there anything else you want to let the youth know? Um, uh, the youth, uh, if you're listening, be true to yourself. Uh, don't let other people tell you who you are. Exactly, dude. Words from Devon Polk. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for coming, dude. I'm just talking to you. Uh, dude, anytime you want to do a show or anything, let me know. I'm always down to do this I again. Know, I want you to come, bro, to the studio. You gotta come, actually, bro. Your your chair is right here, dude. You gotta come. It's waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> will be here but for sure all right thank you for uh tuning in wait what oh so thanks for having me oh dude of course dude i'm gonna you're gonna be on again but for sure um <clears throat> thank you for listening my name is tosh francois and you're listening to the youth